Welcome to the Self-Care Spotlight. I'm your host, Alyssa Cousins, and I'm inviting you to a lifestyle, a way of being, where taking care of yourself is everything from yoga to doing work that you love. Through my solo episodes and interviews with inspiring women who are just as likely to meditate as they are to curse. The goal of this podcast is to empower you to make space for you and your self-care and live your most radiant, aligned life. Are you with me? Hey guys, and welcome back. Today I have Deneen Marlette Joyner, a self-proclaimed wounded healer, author, and transformational speaker who uniquely blends her bachelor's and master's in psychology and adult education and instructional training with her spiritual gifts that have been passed down through her 300-year-old Native American lineage. After her own dark night of the soul, Deneen was able to learn, understand, and embrace her own spiritual gifts to serve others' awakening. Today, she is an expert on emotional pain, sharing ancient wisdom called sacred revelations that she has channeled to help others with their own healing, self-exploration, personal empowerment, and awakening. I do want to add a disclaimer here that Deneen speaks a bit on her own attempt at suicide, but I truly feel that her new book, Soul Wounds and Sacred Revelations, along with this interview, will help you to find some peace and understand why we suffer, how to heal deep wounds, including family ones, and she even sheds light on the age-old question, how do you know your purpose? Hello, Deneen, and welcome to the show. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I am so geeked about this about this conversation. I am so excited to talk to a fellow Pittsburgher, but someone who has a completely, I mean, you, you know, your story is completely different than my story, and it's just, but I love that you're from Pittsburgh. I told you before <laughs> we got on the call when I was reading the book and I was hearing things and I knew what you were talking about because it was like restaurants and different points of Pittsburgh that I knew. Yes. I loved that. I know not everyone listening to this is obviously from Pittsburgh, but I thought it was cool and I just felt this connection to you and I so appreciated the little note that you left in my book. I mean, it like warmed my heart when I, I didn't even notice you wrote in it, Deneen, until almost halfway through the book and I noticed that you wrote in it. And I just was I like, did. oh, that just like made me smile. It did. Yes. It yes, really did. Because I, I really appreciate, you know, the work that you're doing. Everybody is doing, and you know, a piece of uh, what they are here to do. And, you know, to uplift everyone who is, you know, still trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we all have something to to uh, learn and, and grow and And I see that, you know, you're a part of that. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Thank you. I am definitely figuring all, I figure it out more and more as I get older and wiser and all the things like we all do. Yes. So we're going to talk a lot about that today because this, 
this book that I'm referring to, Soul Wounds and Sacred Revelations, that it just came out, right? It did, June 18th. Right, so it's very fresh. Yes. And I read the whole thing. Like, I didn't just read half of it. I actually read the whole thing. I really wanted to do that, so I got it all read before I got on this interview with you. And we're going to talk a lot about that. And I, I think that it's, you know, speaking of like, what am I here to do? What's my purpose? And working through shit, like in your life. Um, yes. And you're totally allowed to swear on this podcast, just so you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it comes natural like it does for me. Um, we all are working, you know, we all work through things. And we are all, I think one of those big questions is life. That I mean, everyone I ever talk to and people that come to me with this question all the time is your purpose, your purpose. Yes. How do you know your purpose? How do you know you're on the right path? And with that, why is this happening to me? Why did that happen to me? Why am I suffering? Why does bad stuff keep happening? Why do I feel like the, you know, everything keeps, you know, dropping out from underneath me? And it's, it seems like it's all intertwined together, this idea of purpose and suffering. Yes. And I think you make that very clear in the book and you talk a lot about that. So where I would want to start, um, I think that would make the most sense for those that don't know your story, haven't read your book, is would you be able to, can we dive in and you kind of tell us and set the foundation here for when you had your moments that I'll call like, um, what are, you know, they call it like the dark night of the soul yes. kind of moment that you had. Um, it's a heavy moment, but nonetheless, I think it's vital to understanding the rest of this conversation and why you wrote this book and why you're doing what you're doing in the world. Can yes. you lay the framework about that moment in your life that was the turning point so that we can like set the trajectory here for the rest of this conversation and we'll just dive right in? Sure, sure. Well, let me just say this, that, you know, my story begins like most people's story, which is it began for me in childhood. I had a string of a lot of unfortunate, painful events surrounding uh, the abandonment of my father. And once that occurred, we went through a lot of neglect financially and emotionally because my mother was left to pick up the pieces and that suffering and that void of not having my father was the first time when I really, really felt excruciating pain. And I didn't know what to do with it. And so instead of crying and, and screaming for my father, for some reason, I thought that it would be best just not to even show it at all. So I learned at an early age to stuff it. And I think that happens for a lot of people when you don't know what to do, especially if you have uh, parents who aren't showing you the, the proper way, and there is a proper way, <laughs> to, to grieve when pain shows up in your life. But mm -hmm. I didn't have um, a good model for that. My mother uh, is Native American, and she's very reserved, quiet, did not show a whole lot of emotion where it came to uh, pain. And so I adopted what I saw from her, and so I started to stuff it. And so as I moved through life and I started to mature as a woman, 
other painful things happened to me, really, really bad painful things happened to me. And again, I had already established this framework of, you know, you, you're seeing something that's happening, you're, you're witnessing this, and for some reason, it doesn't register what to do. So you basically just stuff it down. And so I lived my whole entire life going through one painful event after the next and basically just putting it into reserve. Now, I didn't understand that my doing this was really setting myself up to what you just mentioned, that one day that I would have to come and face all of this pain that had been put on reserve. And so I thought, you know, as long as I lived a good life, meaning that I treated people well, I had an honorable job, I was a social worker. So I was actually helping other people who were um, at the, you know, end points in their life and trying to turn their lives around. I was very successful of helping those people right. to, you know, to regain control over their life. And so, you know, on some levels, I felt like I was, you know, doing a lot of good. And so in my doing that, on some levels, I thought that I could escape my own pain, mm. but it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And so I found myself, um, after carrying this, and this was over 40 years of, of just not facing the painful events. And so I found myself one evening, it was basically the straw that broke the camel's back. And for some people, maybe they would think that it was a, a minute event. But for me, because there had been so many things that had occurred in my life, this one particular event, which was highlighted in my book, of my vehicle being repossessed, it meant for me that that was a huge part of my, my you know, my livelihood. That's how I got to work. Um, you know, I was proud to actually have this car because I saved for it. So for it to be taken from me, it, for me, just symbolized, like, it just felt like everything was being taken away from me. And that all of the things that I had been working for meant nothing. And so I was at the place where I could not... You know how sometimes you're in you're in certain predicaments and you're able to do that self-talk mm -hmm. and you can, you know, you can tell yourself like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty right now, but you know, tomorrow's a new net, right. a new day and you're going to be able to rise to the occasion and you know, you're going to be able to do whatever it is that you need to do to pick yourself up and move on. But that particular evening, I didn't have any of that self-talk. Mm. It wasn't there. And, you know, and quite frankly, now I can see in hindsight that it was good that I didn't have that self-talk because I would have continued, yep. you know, the cycle that I was in. And, and I would have, you know, just basically um, prolonged what, what needed to happen. And so I didn't have that self-talk and I didn't have... Uh, I didn't have the motivation to continue on. And I thought that it would be best to end my pain and suffering altogether by ending my life. And, you know, and I was in the throes of, of going through with that. And what ended up happening was there was a divine intervention 
that basically had me pose a question to myself that really, really just shook me. I had been wanting the answers to two questions since I was five, Alyssa, about some gifts that I had. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to know, you know, why I never got those answers. I became really indignant and angry at God in that moment because I felt like this is what you wanted me to get to. Everything that I had endured, you mean, was leading me to this moment of wanting to take my life? Mm hmm and so there was a deep sadness and, and, and I was angry. And so I wanted, you know, to know, like, and by the way, you never gave me those answers that I've been asking you. And so when I said that, it was like a shift happened in me. And I said to myself, if you really want to take your life, you wouldn't care about those answers. And it was like a sobering moment for me. Even though I felt helpless and hopeless, that question that I posed to myself and in my knowing that it was true, that I really didn't want to take my life, I just had gotten to such a helpless stage that I didn't know what else to do anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that that was my answer in, in wanting to, to leave in, in, in my life when really that was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. You refer in the book to soul wounds. And it's on, what is that? Page 43. You talk about that. And you say... You will continually encounter lessons that will be sent in hopes to force you into awakening, bringing forth whatever needs to be healed and learned. Can you talk yes. a little bit about this idea that, because yes. I think people want to know, and you even pose it in the book too, like, why do we suffer? Why yes. do you have that moment I have a dark night of the soul. Why is your car repossessed? Why does you get, do you get in a car accident? Why does the love of your life die? You know, these yes. things that happen to us as humans and we're like, why? What yes. is the point of what in your experience, your wisdom? Sure. Why do we suffer? We suffer because we forget why we're here. You hear people say so many times that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. It is so true. Mm -hmm. Before we're even born, before we even come to, you know, our earthly knowing, we actually sat with the divine, whoever that is you call, and you basically tell them everything that you want in your earthly body. You tell them all the experiences that you want, but you're understanding that your sole purpose is to be a spiritual being and to be a light and a light force to people who are living on earth. So we all come into the earthly form knowing of a soul contract. And that soul contract is something that has been already recorded on our soul. So it holds all of our lessons it holds all of our divine wisdom and goodness and so as we come through 
our life and we go through our life, we forget all about this because we're more so consumed with the earthly experience. And so what tends to happen is because we are moving further and further away from that soul contract, which has everything to do with our purpose, the reason we are here, we experience the pain because of that. That discomfort, that discord, the angst that we feel is because we are going against the contract, if that makes sense. Yeah. When you are moving in concert with what has been pre-recorded on your soul, then that's when you experience those good days and those those really deep, profound connections that you have to source. And you feel more alive and attuned. And things just seem to fall into place. You hear people say that. Things just seem right. They feel right. And that is exactly right. It's because you are moving forward and you are doing what has been recorded on your soul to do. It's when we feel like we need to do other things, just like I was doing other things that I thought that would bring me happiness and peace, is when it goes against that soul contract. And that's when we start to feel the pain. Most of our pain really comes from, again, our earthly experiences as children. And so as we move through life, we mature and we go into our adulthood, we're still carrying that pain because, again, no one shows us how to respond to it. And so for most people, they are holding on to it just like I was. And so what happens is because divine is aware of this, things will continue to be attracted in your life, painful events, in order for you to awaken and remember why you're here, and also to alert you to your healing. Because most things that we experience that are painful are tied to something that has already happened to us previously. And so if you're able to make that connection, and you're aware, and you're able to master the lesson that's associated with that, then you heal and you free your soul, and you're able to continue to move forward and fulfill that contract, pain basically negates pain. So more pain continues to come until you're able to stop and realize that. And so you see people go through, just like you mentioned, traumatic events where you know they have that dark night of the soul. And unfortunately, it doesn't have to get to that place. But most people, unfortunately, are living on automatic pilot. And so it takes something, you know, really, really bad to happen to get their attention. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, you know, that's usually what happens. When something traumatic happens to someone, it makes them pause. Right. And usually they start to take inventory of their life. How did this happen? How did I get here? And that's what divine wants you to do. But unfortunately, it's sad that it takes so many bad and painful things for us to pause. I get that. I do. I get it. I get the idea. So the the soul wounds, you know, there's these, you said that it, the soul holds all of these, all of our stories, our experiences, our pains. Yes. And until we kind of like it's some... 
that you will continually, you know, feel suffering and see suffering and know suffering until you can be awakened to whatever it is that you need to be awakened to, to understand yes. why you are here. And that there yes. is, I believe you called it the invisible thread, which I've heard of before. Yes. And that there's this invisible thread throughout your life. And you even said just now, like, typically we can kind of connect the dots and the, 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 Painful experiences, the traumas in our lives, things that have gone wrong, we can usually connect the dots. Yes. I totally get that. Yes. I, oh my gosh. If you take the time to do it, yes. you know, and I it's know there. that it, you know, for a lot of people, you know, myself included, when you have experienced a considerable amount of pain and trauma in your life, it seems overwhelming to have to do that. But it is a necessary evil. And that's why I say people have the choice to awaken on their own. You don't have to wait, you know, to hit rock bottom or experience that dark night of the soul in order to take inventory of your life. Right. I I get it because like when I actually could, you know, sit with that thought of what is my invisible thread? You know, you wrote about all about yours. Yes. And I got that moment as a reader to think, well, what was mine? Like, what is mine? And, um... Mine made a lot of sense. Like all the things that have ever happened, there was a theme. There is a theme that's been there. Yes. And, you know, the most recent thing that was biggest for me was kind of a culmination of all of that. And that was when my now husband and I completely separated after 10 years together. And we broke off an engagement and it was, you know, terrible. Sure. And I thought like, the most heartbreaking thing that had ever happened to me and you know when you're like on your knees like screaming like a crazy person outside yes. and your neighbors can all see you and just like oh my god like you said how did I get here yes and I've now it's like we took we ended up separating it was for the best and then we ended up getting back together long story me and you will talk about it <laughs> but I see the thread with other things that happened in my life that Yes. Through at college, something happened and grad school, something happened, like things were happening and I yes. see them now. And I, now I'm married as of, we've been married one month, actually, <laughs> as of today. Congratulations. Thanks. That's great. Yes. So I feel like when I got married and when we made that official, it felt like I was, I felt very free. I bet. Um, it was very, it's hard to explain what, there was some kind of shift that happened in finally marrying him. And I felt, I even posted about it. Like I felt so free. Yes. And, um, so I understand that idea. And I think if all of us could take that moment and look and see like, what is our invisible thread? Would you say that that's a part of like, when, when we say, okay, I understand that, you know, we suffer and we suffer to, so that we can see things so that we can awaken. But then the logical next question for someone who's in the throes of pain or who is like, I'm so done with this. And they're listening to this right now and thinking, I'm done with this. Like, I want to wake me up, spirit. Like, I'm ready. You know, that person yes. who's listening to this and feels like I'm sick of the bottom falling out. Like, what is it? What, you know, how, if we can start to, how do we heal? Like, where is, how do we heal, Deneen? How sure. do we yes. do that? I would say, and, and this probably sounds like such a simplistic thing to do, and I highlight this in my book, but the first thing that someone can do to, to awaken and regain control of their life so that they can start the healing process is to acknowledge it to themselves. 
Say it, say it, say whatever it is that happened to yourself. Most people have not done that ever in their life, believe it or not. They experience the event, they move forward, and they have learned how to cope with it. But they have never said to themselves, this happened to me, and this is how I felt about it, and this is how it has impacted me Mm -hmm. then and even now. It's still impacting you. I meet people all the time who tell me of things that happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's still alive and well. And until you are able to, as I say, honor it, and I know that sounds crazy, but pain is an energy and it demands attention. And what it wants from you is to honor that it is there. It is not going to go anywhere until you do that. And the only way that you can start to take your life back and to start the healing process is to be honest with the one person who has seen it all, which is yourself. Sit down and acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge it. And you also have to give yourself permission to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people feel like they're going to let other people down, believe it or not, if they heal. And that's so sad, but I get it. You know, but you have to give yourself permission first and don't worry about other people. Why do you think that is? Like, why are we afraid of uh, our healing? Yes. Hindering another person. I don't. Can you explain? Because I think because of dynamics, family dynamics, you know, there's a lot of unsaid and unspoken rules in families, Um, you know, and I talk about that. A little bit in my book about mm-hmm. you know how it's intergenerational right you know and it's an, again it's an unconscious thing that happens most people are not even aware that this even is happening within their families but if they take a step back then they will be able to see again their own family's karma is what I call it yeah because it's it's impacting them and it's passed on unknowingly and so you know if you're a part of something where you know, things are not spoken of freely, um, then you feel a sense of uh, guilt if you feel like you want to do something about it. And so I think that's why people feel like if I heal myself or if I look at these events that impacted me that nine times out of ten had to do with their family, um, then, you know, they start to feel bad about it and they don't know. They don't know what to do. And so they suffer in silence and they just decide to just grin and bear it. Yeah. I And I think even going back to that invisible threat idea you said about, you know, that it is like through the family line, like this karma, even that thread, like you talk about it in the book and, you know, you could trace that thread when you, t- you talk about having life classes with yes. your mother and sitting down and learning about this Native American side of you that you really suppressed. Yes. Um, because it just, you, you took on the African-American side. You said, because yes. you, you really, it was actually, it sounds like a, a kind of like an interesting way to go about it, but you were filling out a form. And yes. the woman said, well, you can only pick one. And so the safer option seemed like the African-American one over the Native American one. Yes. And, you know, but once you kind of took that time, again, to like look at the threads, not only of your own life, in this lifetime, but going back, 
You yes. could see it in the family. You could see the patterns. You could see the stories. You could see the pain points. That's right. That's right. And I saw how I learned. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and it and it was out of fear. You know, there was, you know, there was just such an ugly, you know, um, uh, you know, just just that surrounded my whole, you know, family as far as the generational. Um, of, of feeling like they were threatened if they said they were Native American because, you know, because of course, you know, how Native Americans were treated. Right. And so, you know, so it was, and of course in my book, I call it the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being the best of both worlds after I did my, my homework. Um, and of course we, you also had the side too from your father's side, which what yes. had slaves in your, yes. in your history, which hello family karma. <laughs> pain being brought down but I I have to say I really liked your perspective in that when you looked at it and you said they did not see themselves as victims no and they wouldn't they would want more for you I got like chills when I read that part in the book and you said that they kind of would be like what are you doing Deneen like exactly yes you have so much more than we had that's right that's it and I think not only just my ancestors, but I think all of our yeah. ancestors would say, would pose that to all of us. Mm-hmm. If you look back at your your lineage, you know, where you came from, you know, I'm sure you're going to see, wow, look at what they did from what they had, you know, and it's so true. You know, they had less, but they did so much more. And we, you know, have more and we do less. Uh, and there's and there's something wrong with that, you uh, know. Yeah. And I think it's because we have forgotten, you know. We've forgotten who we are, where we came from, and why we're here. And until we can fulfill that and remember and stay connected to that, are we ever going to be free from pain and, and have that peace that, that we all want? Absolutely. And I love that this line in the book also gave me chills talking about the healing journey and looking for the threads and you said you know being able to 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 name your pain and like honor it and all the things like really t- doing the work as yes. you would you know as you would say this line on page 122 and you said knowing that i had the power to uncover my destiny meant that i had to be more courageous than i'd ever been before i had to be willing to break my own heart <laughs> Oh, when I read that, I swear I was like, oh, yes, I felt that like in my soul because I got it. Yes. Don't you get it? I do. You know, I mean, a lot of us have, you know, unfortunately, we have this self-talk, you know, and it's ego based, you know, where, you know, we, we tell ourselves all of these things that are, you know, unbecoming. You know, it's not kind. They're not kind things. And we, we see ourselves in, in a negative light, you know, if we're being honest. And we take on all of these things that are so far from who we really are. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, and I got to a place where, you know, where I was ready. I was ready to break my own heart and say, you know, you've been living one way. You've been thinking all of these things about yourself and none of them are true Mm -hmm. and you know it's time it's time that you rise to the occasion and you 
you know, you stop you zoning out, as you said. Like you said, you used to zone out a lot, literally. Yes. So this was like used to call it a self protective mechanism. Yes. And yes. like again, you said going back to the beginning of the convo, you said stuffing it down. Yes. So you know you had to break your own heart and be like, this isn't working anymore. Like there's a different way to do this. Yes. I'm like you said, I'm going to, I'm going to rise. Yes. I just understood (laughs) that so much. And you know, when you talk about, um, you know, if we're going, once you're going through this healing journey and that eventually for you, um, this is, I believe this is more towards the end of the book. Um, you talk about something called this holy assignment. Yes. And can you explain a little bit about what that means? Because it has everything to do with what we're talking about in terms of the suffering and finding the purpose yes. of your life. Well, yes. actually, before we get into that, can okay. we just clear the air? <laughs> if, <laughs> if you are a human, do you have a purpose? We all have pur- we all have a purpose. We all have yes. a purpose. We we all everyone has a purpose. Yes. Okay. We are spiritual beings, and we just happen to be in an earthly form, human form, human vessel, and so yes, we do. Okay. I just wanted everyone to hear that because that word purpose with a capital P, I just feel like it eats people up because all they want is. Tell me my purpose. Tell me my, what's my purpose. And see, and that's the funny thing because, you know, the purpose is really your, your holy assignment. It's, yes. you know, people call it so many things, purpose, calling, you know, um, but it, it's really, really is a holy assignment is what it's considered in the spiritual world. Okay. It's a holy assignment. It's the reason why you are here. And I call, you know, the pain, all of the pain, it has to do, I, I call it on the job training. Because it's really fortifying you and getting you prepared for the the end result, which is your holy assignment, the reason that you're here. And we each, each of us, you know, we, we have that soul contract, mm-hmm. which is a part of this, you know, and it is the reason why we're here. And so, yes. Okay. And that's getting us back to not only our holy assignment, but you call it the God. You have a lot of terms, but you in the, and I like that. And you call it like, it's returning us to our God self, yes. our truth with a capital T, as I would say. That's, that's right. Yes. Okay. Now, this is something I think about because I think about these things. You know, so do you have to, do you have to suffer to to get to these points in life? Because I've pondered this. I haven't learned as much from joy as I have from pain. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, right. Do we have to suffer to I, I, get yeah, to this? Well, you know, I, it, that's a very good question. I haven't met, you know, I haven't met many people who can tell me that they haven't had a life. And it doesn't have to be you know, a lot of emotional discord, you know, in their life, but they have had some, you know, and, and those people who, you know, haven't encountered much, I'm not quite sure if they're, if they're on track with things. I have to say that Mm. I, I believe that the pain, again, the pain that we experience is a part of the deal because, you know, I look at it as, you know, Again, if you look at how a diamond is made, you know, under pressure, 
um, we have to all endure some some pressures um, in order for us to you know arrive at where we need to be. Again, I called it on the job training, and it truly is. If you're able to look back and and apply the lessons that you need in order to heal, then you're going to come to find out that once you do arrive at your holy assignment, everything that you have been through will make perfect sense. Right. And you can use, you know, you'll use all of that mastery to be able to help other people. Mm -hmm. And so I believe you answer this in the book. How do you know then once you're on the quote unquote right path? Mm-hmm. How do you know? How do you know, <laughs> Deneen, that it's right and you're like, like you said, how do I know I'm in the flow? How do I know that I've got it? Mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, again, is your, is your undoing because you have to undo the, the pain. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have a lot, a tremendous amount of ahas while you're doing that. Yeah. It's all going to start to make sense. And so once you're doing that, like I said, what you're doing is you're freeing up your soul from that pain. And once you're able to do that, then you're going to start to become more conscious and aware of your life in a way that you haven't before. That pain that is there is not going to become that distraction to you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be more open and aware and understanding of things that are in alignment to whatever it is that you feel you need to be doing. It's almost like your intuition is going to be activated and you're going to know it's a knowing, it's a deep knowing and you listen to yourself more. And you don't question certain things, even if they don't make sense. <laughs> and I have come to know that you mm-hmm. know, in my own journey of just being able to surrender. And yeah. that's what it takes to be able to surrender and, and continue to evolve and move forward. And when you do that, then again, as I alluded in the beginning, you're going to start to see things happen, you know, and you feel you feel better about your life. You feel you know, you feel more alive and there's more things that are coming to you than they're going against you. Yes. So it's just like this internal sense. It is. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to describe. It is hard to describe, but you'll know it. You'll know it because, you know, just like you're in tune, you know, with the discord, you're going to be in tune with the peace Mm -hmm. and you're going to know you're going to be longing for that feeling to continue. And so you're not going to do anything to take you off course Mm -hmm. as you continue to evolve and grow. And that's how you'll know that you're on the right path because things are going to continue to move forward for you. Yeah, I get that. Like I said, when I got, I told you when I got married and I just felt this light lightness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. I don't, exactly. I, I couldn't, it was hard to explain to other people, but I understood it. Yes. Yes, exactly. It was like you put a piece into the puzzle where it belonged. Yeah. You know, and it has to do with your soul contract. You know, everything is aligning for you and you're moving and you're doing the things that are necessary and required to fulfill that soul contract. It's only when we go against it, when things don't work out, they don't feel right. 
mm-hmm. and you and you feel off center. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I get that. Oh, <laughs> man. I know. I'm so there's so here. much family trauma. Um, you know, the dark night of the soul, suffering. Why do we suffer? Life purpose. How much can we get in 45 minutes, Janine? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing good. Oh man, I think like at the end of it, like you know, I think the one piece of this that I just think it's important to pull out from this is if you like Janine said, like if you are in the throes of that, like she said, like look at your look at it, acknowledge it, give it a voice, like whatever it might be and honor it as she said. Yes. Um, and that is like, can be like, like, like you did in that moment, that dark night of the soul, you really like you, you saw it and yes. you were able then to start to move through it and do the work and break your own heart. Yes. To awaken yes. and step into your truth, your God self, your holy assignment, and that that took time, and it does, and it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. No, but it's so worth it. The whole it journey. Is. Yes, it is. All right, Denine, can we do some rapid fire questions? Sure. Okay. Here we go. I want to know. This is one of my new questions for the fall season. What did you have for breakfast? I had. Eggs and toast and fruit. Oh my, that was a big breakfast. <laughs> like that sounds like it's like okay, you did that on a Monday. Yeah, I did. Eggs, toast, fruit. It was good. There's that <laughs> self care. I'm having a full out breakfast on a Monday morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Not just like a protein shake or something. Like no, a full out, no. full out breakfast. <laughs> Finish the sentence. I crave more. I crave more opportunities to be able to help people understand the, the whys in their life. Mm. When it comes to self-care, I could be better at. Hmm. I used to go for massages. I really, I really love massages, and I think I could do more of that because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, when is the last time you actually went for one? And that's bad. I can't even tell you. So <laughs> I, I, I would have to say, with the self care, with that, I, I definitely could could use more massages, some body work. Yes, yes. Yes, move some of that energy through. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're that's welcome. Fair. So you need to go and do that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so thank you. We always have to keep it real. We're not all perfect. Like, you know, self-care is like this thing that we're doing awesome all the time. It it ebbs and flows. Yes. Okay. What's your sun sign? I know the answer, but because it's in your book. Pisces. Yes, you're Pisces. And you're Pisces moon, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I remember reading that. Yes. Okay. Uh, What is your favorite season? Oh, goodness. You know what? I would have to say fall. Yeah? Yes. I love the leaves. I just, I'm a color girl. I love colors. And I think the trees, you know, I, I of course, live in Pittsburgh. And so, you know, we see a lot of different colors on the trees 
right. in fall. It is you know, beautiful. Bur- yeah, isn't it? The burgundies, the oranges, and yes. yellows. There's and a lovely just, vibe to fall. It is. I just love it. I yeah. really do. It's so like I would have cozy. It's a cozy vibe. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk chocolate. You're on team milk. <laughs> I am. I'm so I, on team I, dark. Yeah, I think that I think the dark chocolate, it definitely is an acquired taste. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And and I and I haven't acquired that taste yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's an upper echelon of chocolate. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, um, two more. If I could be a flower. I would be a. Oh boy! I love flowers. You know what? I think I would go with a rose. Mm. Only, only because you can, you know, even when they, even when they uh, uh, die, you can still, you know, you can still have them dried and they look nice. Yes, I use them yeah. for my bubble baths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your so mom's saying, name is Rose, and I my mom's name is Rose. Isn't that something? Yes. That's neat. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say roses. I love roses. Oh, they're like, I just, I have this new fascination. I just, I love flowers. That's why I'm asking that question. And I think it's interesting because I think flowers, when someone has a favorite flower, I think it says something about them. Okay. And so I just was curious. And so, (laughs) yeah. Rose. (laughs) Okay, last question. The question that I ask absolutely everyone. Because this is the self-care spotlight. Yes. We've been talking about a lot of heavy things. But amongst all of that, you do talk in the book about self-care and the need to like, we have to, I believe we have to radically take care of ourselves, especially if we are going on these journeys of unpacking soul wounds and figuring out our holy assignment we have to take care of ourselves like we have never taken care of ourselves before yes so what does self-care mean to you i i really believe that people again they're they're not kind we're not kind to ourselves you know we we do so much for so many other people you know and especially if you're a woman I mean, you know, we, we just have an invisible S on our chest and, you know, we just arrive, you know, for everyone else. We do everything for everyone else. And then we pretty much give ourselves the crumbs, if that. And, you know, you, you go through it and you think that that's what we're here for, just to basically care for other people. And so we're always the last on our list. And so for me, self-care means that you give yourself that love, you know, and you hear that, you know, that example all the time about the, uh, you know, when you're on the plane to put your oxygen mask on first Mm. so that you can help others. Yes. And it's so true. You know, I would love to see people love themselves first. And if you can do that, then you're able to be really open and free with that love for other people. You know, um, if you can, you know, just take some time and it doesn't have to be, you know, anything extravagant, you know, like that massage I was talking about. It doesn't have to be that. It can be just, you know, I'm going to wake up, you know, maybe an hour earlier than I normally do and just meditate or just sit 
quietly and have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. I'm not going to put the TV on and listen to that junk on the news. Um, I'm just going to sit, you know, and, and just give myself that time that I deserve, you know. And, and if you can do that, if you can just carve out some me time where you're just really just loving on yourself, you're going to feel so much more powerful. Because I think a lot of people feel out of control. If they're honest, they feel out of control because they're always running to this or racing to that thing. But I think if you can start your day and, and actually frame it where you're doing, you know, something for yourself, then that will stay with you throughout the day that, you know, that I did something for myself, you know, and you're going to want that more and you're going to start to create yes. more opportunities. I yes, it's like when they say you make your bed and you set the tone for the day. Yes. It's like when you take care of yourself at the beginning of the day, you set the tone for the day. Yes. And I love that your self-care is your oxygen mask. Put yours on first. <laughs> yes. That is yes. like gold. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything that you said was like so prophetic and all that, but I love that little quote. Yes. We'll have to make t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I love like a good analogy, and I just think people will understand that. Yes. Yes. I really, yes. I like that, Deneen. Thank you so much for, thank you so much for this book. Thank you so much for being so honest in the book. And I'm honored. Thank you for having me. You're so and welcome. I really appreciate you, you know, you reading it. You know, it's rare. You know, I've done some podcasts and, you know, I've had people interview me. And of course, of course, they do their homework about me. But it means a lot that you actually read my book cover to cover and, you know, and you took it in and, and you know, that it resonated with you. Yes, uh, I think that. Well, you're welcome, but I mean, I was a joy to read, so I mean, it's not like it was hard. I enjoyed reading the book. I enjoyed writing all kinds of notes about it and highlighting things and circling things and starring things and writing <laughs> wow next to yes. certain things. Yes. So guys, what I'm saying is go out and buy the book, Soul Wounds and Sacred Revelations by Deneen. Deneen, is it on, it's on like, is it on like Amazon? Where is it? It is. It's on Amazon, and they can also get it at Barnes & Noble. Okay. And um, and I'll be doing, you know, like you said, I know a lot of your listeners are not in the Pittsburgh area, but if you are in the Pittsburgh area, I will be doing a book signing October 6th, um, and we can actually get that information to you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'll be doing an in-person book signing, but they can get it online, Barnes & Noble. And Amazon. And, Amazon. and it'll also be available on iTunes in September. Oh, yay. For my, for my people that like to listen to things. That's right. Are you reading yes. the book? I did. Yes. It's already been recorded. It's just now just being uh, remastered. Awesome. Yay. I love when the authors read the book. Yes. That's awesome. Where, so where yes. can we find you and connect with you? Where, what's your website? Like where can we best connect with you? Yes. Okay. So if you're interested in you know, finding out more about how you can heal and, and, um, and all of that, then you can reach me at deneenjoiner.com where you'll find more information. I also have a Facebook group, which is called chosen to be empowered. And I do a lot of postings and, and live, you know, support work with people who are 
at different stages of their healing journey. So that's a number, another way that they can connect with me. Wonderful. Well, you are a light for this world, as you call yourself, a warrior, a warrior daughter, and you are yes. bringing it. And I love it. I have to meet you now in person. There's no excuse. We both live in Pittsburgh. Yes. Thank you so yes. much, Janine. You're you're oh, you're a delight. You. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. All right, guys, that is a wrap. It felt really good to be back in the seat again here interviewing people for the podcast. This is my first interview that I've done in a couple months since taking my space from the podcast, Project Spacious Summer. So that felt really good to talk to Deneen and I hope that you all enjoyed her as much as I did. I loved reading her book. I highly suggest you snag that on Amazon or at Barnes and Noble or on iTunes when it's available in September. I, you know, want to support her also as a fellow Pittsburgher. She just seems like she has so much to offer people who are suffering, who are questioning why are they here? What is the point? What is their purpose? These big life questions. And I felt like I could have talked to her forever because these are such deep life questions to ask. And she goes, of course, in depth in the book about them. But I hope that she was able to give you some solace in knowing that we all have a purpose. That if you are human, you have a purpose. If you are here, you have a purpose. And a part of that purpose is to figure out why you are here. What is, as she calls, your holy assignment. And not being afraid to break your own heart. To look at your own past and at your family's past. Even her ancestors' past she looked back in. And was able to look at it through this different lens. That kind of had this non-biased perspective where she could zoom out and see what, you know, the invisible thread and what is your invisible thread? Where have the pain points been? Where have the biggest lessons been? Most likely they came through pain or through suffering. What were those lessons? Where do all the dots connect? What is the invisible thread, the theme throughout your life and even your family's life and even your ancestors' life? that is pointing you onto the right path, onto your holy assignment. And take a deep knowing and sigh to know that you have a purpose and that your pain is not for nothing and that there is light. There is light. I saw a great quote today that I think sums this up, that faith, is knowing that it's not a cave, it's a tunnel. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight. And if this episode moved you in some way, if you feel that someone you know who is going through something, who feels like the bottom keeps falling out, maybe share this episode with them. However you would like to text it to them, screenshot it, whatever. Share it with somebody. Tell somebody else about it. Spread this knowledge. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating under Self-Care Spotlight. And that would mean the world. 
And be sure to catch us next week as I talk to Jenna Fay as we talk all things life pivots and course correcting, something that I am all too familiar with right now. Be sure to catch us next week on Tuesday.